1: tripping. I'm out of here anyway.
2: We there. Tomorrow, we will kick the show off with Steve Stone. Here's hoping that we can kick the show off with Stoney and talk about a better White Sox game than the one that we saw last night we will also talk with Joe Oh Joe will try to bring some uh, he'll try to explain to us tomorrow why the White Sox are still favored to win the American League Central I also want to talk to him about the NBA finals and other hijinks that happens to go on the BetQL daily show I love that show it's so good and so fun shout out to the Joes and Aaron they do a great job so I will have both of those guests on the show tomorrow Parkins and Spiegel is up next. Danny Parkins is here in the room. Spiegel will be here later on. He's out being a good dad.
1: being a good dad today, Lawrence. Yeah, so he will be in probably around 4 o'clock. And uh, it's pretty funny because yesterday, Spiegel shared a story from uh, Memorial Day family activities where his conclusion was that his son is not a good athlete. And... We were kind of getting on him for being for being harsh and judgmental on uh, the ten year old, you know, and it was hilarious. But he like fell in a pool and like was awkward and not. And then Ruben was like, "I'm not a fast runner, Daddy," and it's like, "Yeah, you're not." But like, like you know, whatever. He's ten, and right. Well, you know, I, I I played softball
2: with Ruben last year. I yeah. I think that there are some tools there that can be cultivated and. He could turn into a, a fine athlete if he wanted to be.
1: And, yeah, don't talk about your son like he's Danny Mendick. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we could be grading these guys on different curves. Uh, But so it was funny. So we were, like, we were making fun of him for his, like, sports radio evaluation of his own kid.
2: Especially when, like, aren't kids sub- at 10 kind of supposed to be on court? We're, we're all did. awkward at 10. Yes. Yeah, of
1: course. Of course. It was ridiculous. It was totally ridiculous. Uh, but like at the very, very end, he was like, but he's a good musician. And so today is a concert for, for Ruben speaks, wasn't able to attend the last one. So he's going to go be a good dad and attend the concert. And, uh, he should be in studio around four o'clock today. He can be both. He can be a really good athlete and a good musician. I've heard about those people. They're, they're called. Prodigies. Yeah, yeah. I was never one of those people. <laughs> I wasn't really good at either of them. Uh, but yeah, it's the people that have multiple talents at like the one percenter level are tough. What
2: what it's would you to say to. are the thing that you're most jealous of? And I'll give you mine so that you can think of it. Like when you talk about like those people that are at the one percent, like their talent level. I'm really jealous of people who speak multiple languages. And and, and, and I mean, like not, they know a couple of words that they can just instantly flip and, and have a conversation in French or have one in Arabic or have one in Spanish. I'm super jealous
1: of people like that. One of my good friends that I grew up with, he lives in Paris now. He is French. His parents are French. So they spoke French in the house. Then obviously he grew up on the north side of Chicago. So English. And then he took Spanish very, very seriously. So he's trilingual and he parlayed it into a finance job based out of Paris, <laughs> where he has relationships with like a Spanish bank. So he commutes from Paris to Spain like once every three months. And then his family's back here in the old US of A. I'm like Max, you got it figured out, man. Like that's like the greatest life in the
2: world. I, I had a, a former student. She's now working in the industry. Her name is Bella Michael. She's a she's a great kid. Uh, by the way, I was explaining this to my students last week. I will refer to them as ki- they could be forty, and I'm still going to refer to them as kids. Oh, you're that guy. I am. I'm totally that guy. Bella speaks five languages.
1: Uh, yeah, it's absurd.
2: And I was like, "What?" <laughs> she goes, "Yeah, you know," and she. Was able to work for BN Sports, the, the the soccer network. Yeah, I want to say she speaks French, Italian. She she's got like all the romance languages down, and then a couple other ones.
1: I'm like, that's, <laughs> threw in Mandarin for fun. I'm
2: like, I'm like how old are you? Yeah. How does that work? How did you do that? Like, it's amazing. Yeah, like, it's, really amazing when you see people like that.
1: Mine is not as, uh, I guess, intellectual, but great golfer. It's such a hard sport. I want to be so good at it. When we had Joe Kelly in studio, we in the commercial break, we were in conversation. He brought up golf on something he hasn't been able to play in over two years because of injuries, and he had the nerve and recovery, damage yeah. and recovery or whatever, so he hadn't been able to play. And I was like, "But are you, you know, are you good?" He's like, "You know, like when I play, like yeah, yeah, I'm good." I'm like, "Well, what would you shoot tomorrow?" He goes, "Well, I haven't played in over two years, but." Put me on any course in the world tomorrow. I'm not shooting over an eighty-four. I'm like, Wow, it's really good, man. He's like, Yeah, I'm a I'm a rotational sport athlete, and I can move my arm really fast because I can throw a baseball hundred miles an hour, so I can hit the ball like three hundred and fifty yards. Like the ability to because and and that's like, you know, that's that's a good golfer. That's not a great golfer to shoot an eighty-four. But some of these baseball players, I was reading the story about Sheets and Mendick, they just went out to Harborside on their day off firing like 73s and then sheets is like yeah then I hit some home runs because it just had it got me out of my slump I was thinking about swinging a club a different way and all of a sudden I tore off a couple of home runs like that ability to just like grip it and rip it and it not be your main area of expertise and not even really be able to play all of that much like you could play a little bit in spring training but you're working and traveling during golf months I can't believe it I would I'm so damn jealous of it uh Jeff Rancourt, I've told the story before, but like I was kind of tight with him when he was on the Royals, and they had a nine-game West Coast trip, and it was like where they played like eight games in nine days or nine games in ten days, whatever it was. Like, what would you do on your day off? Played Pebble Beach. What would you shoot? 71. Okay. I hate you. I hate you. Just in the middle of baseball season, going to one of the toughest courses in the world on an ocean, huh. playing from the tips and firing under par. Like, I just hate that guy. But I love him, but I hate him.
2: When I, I went out to the, the, the PGA Tour Superstore in Vernon Hills, and they did a fitting for me, right? Yeah, it's fun. Finally, I got to do that. Yeah. And, and Ralph, the guy who did mine, we were talking, he said, baseball guy, right? I said, yeah. I mean, now softball, because baseball was 25 years ago. But yeah. yeah, he's like, okay. He's like, swing this bat. I was like, what are we doing? He's like, I need to see some stuff. So kinetically, he wanted to see what I swing like. And he's like, now we're just going to do that with a golf ball. I was like, "Oh, because I had connected." Like usually, people that are good at baseball can hit a golf ball,
1: right? Yeah, rotational sports. You're good at tennis, frisbee, hockey, golf, baseball. But They're I'm, all kind of cousins.
2: But I had never really connected it for myself, sure, until he put a bat in my hand. So I'm up there, swinging, He's like, "All right, now take this club and hit this ball." And I was like, "Oh, okay." Gave me a seven iron. I went 174 yards. It's great. Yeah, for someone who stopped playing golf. Yeah, And and I told him, I said, my biggest fear being in here after not swinging a golf club for five years is not hitting the ball at all. Uh, swinging and missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that is my absolute biggest fear. He's like, you're going to hit the ball. It's totally fine. And I did. Yeah. And, and now I guess I'm kind of back into it. I went out to the driving range. But when I see people that are just out there and you see the way that they can hit the ball and you hear the whistle. Oh, have you ever been
1: to an event? Have you ever been to a PJ Tour event? It's been a long time.
2: I went to wow, why, Medina. Yeah, I went to Medina when I was working at Channel Nine. So that's ninety
1: eight, ninety nine. Oh, when they when they hosted the the major? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, with uh, with Sergio. And yeah. and and I was like, wow, this is. But I was
2: taking all of it in. You know what I mean? Like it was kind of like big, too big for me to like look at swings and stuff yeah. like that.
1: Well, good, but going to an event like I, I don't love it. It's a great TV sport, but I do think it's like the type of thing you do if you go once, you can appreciate it. And whether you go to like a Sunday of a major or the Wednesday of a random tournament and go to the practice round, it's the same thing because you just like you're saying you hear the whistle of the ball, you see how. Fast they swing. Like, they can hit a golf ball 180 miles an hour. Think about 180 miles an hour. And then you just go to the range. Just go to a driving range and watch these guys warm up. And maybe they've got a drill. Like, Vijay Singh famously, like, towel under the arm, broken club shaft in the ground, broken shaft at his feet, and he's, like, swinging through, like, like an apparatus. And by the end of his thing, he is swinging full speed, hitting 300-yard drives dodging this stick on the way back, dodging a stick on the way down to, like, get his swing. Like, That's incredible. Incredible, man. Like, the the ability to control what they are, like, how fast they're swinging and be like, all right, I'm going to hit this ball 174 yards. But I want to hit it higher than normal left to right because maybe in that when they need to hit the 174 yard shot, there is a bunker that they want to avoid on the right side of the green. So it'd be better if they came in from the left side of the green with a little bit of right to left wind. Like the ability of those guys to like zero in on like, oh, this isn't a hundred and seventy-four yard shot, it's a hundred and seventy-seven yard shot. Like they have that in their game. That means you put the ball, one rotation back in your stance. Or swing out to in three degrees instead of in to out three and a half degrees. Like it is such a precise scientific sport that, uh, and I, I'm just trying to, you know, advance the ball. I, I personally, I like the
2: driving range. I haven't gotten to the point where I feel comfortable like going to shoot around, right? So I went to the driving range off of 63rd and Lakeshore Drive, and I'm watching this father and son. And they're doing what you're talking about, like they're playing a game with each other, where it's like, okay, now we're gonna see who can put it over that hill closest to the fence.
1: Yeah, target practice, draw, fade, cut, yeah. slice, yeah, I, all of it. Yeah, I, I, and it's crazy. I, just, I
2: was like, man, these guys are good. Like, they're and they're just people like me, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, they're just people like me. They're just sitting there, and I'm still happy if I I did hit the guy who was getting the balls. And I felt really bad. And no, I, they, it
1: happens all the time.
2: And I told him because I came in, I was like, "Dude, sorry, I got you." He's like, "That was a great shot." <laughs> I was like, "I, I really wasn't trying to hit you. I was just trying to hit the ball straight." He's like, "No, you did. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I, I was straight in front of him. It was right here." He's like, "No problem." I was like, right, "That's what's up." But yeah, I. That's a those type of skills. Like when I was younger, it used to be, you see someone who could dunk, sure. Like and go wow! Like what would it be like to know that you could just do that? Like, yeah, not like you don't have to really think about it. You could just do it. I'm also amazed by people that can do math in their head down to
1: decimal points. Yeah, like
2: not, you know, we do we do a little bit of that as of as, course. as sports talk people. I know what you mean, though. You there's
1: a, there's a different level than computing. Whatever you were, yeah, three for eleven. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: So so seeing people that have like that like top of the top of the food chain type intelligence, one percenters, man, and it, and it comes to the forefront is is amazing.
1: Yeah, I I maintain like I obviously like football is my favorite for what we do. They're all great. We know that it's football and baseball and basketball that really move the needle, but uh, there is something about golf. Like you are competing against yourself, which is the worst part for me, right? But it's beautiful, yes. Like because it means that, like you could play with Pat Manley, right? And if Pat normally shoots a seventy-four, and you normally shoot one hundred and four, if Pat shoots a seventy-eight, and you shoot a hundred. You had the better day. Right. You know, that's like a beautiful thing to me. Like, it's a sport that is completely equalized. Like, you're comp- competing against yourself, but people of different skill levels can play with each other. And even if Pat beats you, in my example there, by 22 strokes, you're feeling better about yourself than he is about him because you were four better than your average and he was four worse than his. And then no two courses are the same, which I think is totally unique to golf. You know, like, yeah, every baseball stadium's a little different, but the bases are the same distance apart. The mound is the same distance. uh, distance. Football, the same. Basketball, hockey, all the same. Tennis, yeah, it might be clay or grass or hard court or whatever, but, like, basically the same. No two golf courses are the same. So, in theory, you should never get bored, and there's always a new one to play and master. It's true. I I love that about it, man. and, And I... I've always I was like this with baseball. Like I like practice.
2: Like I really was one of those people that enjoyed infield practice. Like I wanted to get better and understand like where I needed to be and where do throws go and get your brain thinking about what happens if if this situation comes up and then it should be something that you you know like instinctively. I love that being around people that have that that. Pre- your, is it pre your nature natural ability to do stuff I'm fast my dad's like this with chess like he teaches it and he taught it to me I'm decent but the ability to think five moves to see five moves ahead sure on a board and understand your opponent that well and what you're trying to make your opponent do it's wild to me now I've gotten good enough where I can play with I can play with decent players now, like 1,500, 1,600 level players. I won't embarrass myself with them. But knowing that, like, planning is my dad. Like, it was like, what? Like, what are you doing? And then he he does the thing that all of those types of people do where, okay, how did you get better at this? He's like, oh, well, you just, you just kind of visualize. <laughs> and you're like, no, 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 no. stop right there. Talk to me like I'm five, because this you visualizing the board and seeing what I'm going to do five moves from here doesn't help me. It's it's Jordan trying to explain how to do basketball. Right. It's why
1: Larry Bird hated being a coach. Yeah, he used to. He said, I forgot exactly how he worded it, but it was basically like I was just telling them to do things like I was able to do them. Right. <laughs> yeah.
2: And and you go know, that none of that stuff even helps me. And and I was joking in the last segment. I don't know if you if you've been paying attention to the hockey at all. Wayne Gretzky's really good at analysis, is he? Yeah, he's fun too. He's really fun, and he's into it. And I think that he's a bit of a unicorn for the guys at that level of sports
1: that are. Well, there in- aren't that many of them, and then when they do it, you you're much more likely to get Magic Johnson,
2: right? Yeah, that was that was my point. Like you usually see someone that's just kind of there, and and. They're, they're not really in it for
1: the analysis. Like We'll see how Brady does. I'm concerned about that whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I, well, it's not my money. No, it's, it's not. <laughs> right. It's not your money. I can and, only and be so concerned.
2: Are, have you noticed the uh, the sea change with Derek Jeter, too, now that he's no longer in charge of the team? He's on Twitter, right? And Instagram now. So he's he's trying to have an opinion? He's in He's. In the new Subway commercials, he's actually showing a personality. Hmm. We've gone 45 years (laughs) with Derek Jeter. And, like, do you have a personality or is it just baseball? And you would think, like, he's got to have something because that's how you end up with the the murderer's row of girlfriends that he's had. There's got to be some sort of charm that it goes beyond I'm the Yankees shortstop. You know probably, I mean? It
1: probably goes beyond looks, money, fame, and prestige. But that's a pretty good starting point. It's a great starting point. It's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty point. good
2: starting point for that murderer's romance. If you've got all of those things, <laughs> great. But, you know, there are guys and women who have that, and they still can't.
1: Minka Kelly has rich, famous, attractive men that she can choose from. And they keep having to happen to choose Derek Jeter, so Correct. he must have something else in addition to it all.
2: Correct. So, so I think there's a doc that's going to be like there's like a, a thirty for thirty on him. And the women? No, I think the women are. I think that's going to be a part of it. Really? From 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 what I've been told. Oh, okay. I think that that's, that's going to be. Movie. That would be a very fun. Movie. I, I would watch. L- what Mariah Carey has two songs about him? I
1: believe. <laughs> I believe there's two songs. Who was it? Uh, Tracy McGrady was on. Tracy McGrady was on the show, Lawrence. I don't know if you heard it. Uh, Tanny played in the open that he made for him. One of the two times that Jay-Z referenced T-Mac. But he also played when Method Man name dropped him in in a song. And T-Mac opened the interview saying, wait, what song was that where Method Man mentioned me? Tracy McGrady has lived a life where it is possible that Method Man mentioned him in a produced, published piece of music, and he didn't know about it. That's how much cool bleep has happened to Tracy McGrady. That's pretty dope. Isn't that insane? <laughs> like, like that is just like so. Like Derek Jeter is probably like. Uh, Mariah Carey made a second song about me. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, 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 because that that was like nine girlfriends ago, three pop stars ago, a lifetime ago. Yeah, a lifetime. Like he, the things that he's forgotten that he's done or accomplished. It's just, it's staggering. I could, I like, I wanted to do the entire interview on, like, Tracy. You, you realize how absurd that is, right? That you did you do not know that Method Man name dropped you in a song? How did that not make its way into your radar?
2: See, I love that choice. I love that interview choice of these guys are talking about their careers all the time. <laughs> yeah. But hearing the cool stuff that's adjacent it's to the them. It's, it's insane. These guys
1: have lived they, the doors that are open to them. Pat Manley told us the story of getting invited to play, back to golf here, uh, to play with Michael Jordan at the Grove. He's the long snapper for the Bears. Michael Jordan could play golf with literally anyone in the world. Every single person would, would accept that invitation. And Pat Manley got it. Because of a guy he knew, and then he went out there and he was telling the stories about what the clubhouse was like and what other PGA Tour players were just mulling around and how it was titles, pro v ones, and the range balls, and like all the crazy Jordan stuff. And like, he got him a present. Like, what do you get, Michael Jordan, as a present? And he got him a long snapper IPA putter cover.
2: Okay. I'm like, Pat
1: he's not using it it's fine he'll give it to someone else yeah, yeah 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 but what but what else do you get him but so yeah like that i i find that to be like probably the single most interesting thing about talking to athletes is they're like Oh yeah, that time that I met the Beatles, right? <laughs> like you know, it's crazy. That, that
2: time when I I was at the White House.
1: <laughs> Let me tell you, how was... many presidents have you meet have you met? Is a great question for some, like Bob Eucher. How many presidents have you met? He's like, well, like six. 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 Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When we had uh, who did we have on? Who told the crazy story? Um, was it Costner? Hey man, you <laughs> know Belvedere? <laughs> yeah. Uh, ah. Who told the story about subway in the in the car with? Yeah, with, that was Kevin Costner. Yeah, Kevin Costner telling. Or a, no, Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Dennis, Dennis Quaid. Quaid. I get mix up. Yeah, yeah. 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 I knew. I knew it wasn't Costner, but he no, may Dennis as well. Quaid. Yeah, Dennis Quaid. Like, I was like, man, on uh, any given Sunday, that must have been insane. And he was like, yeah, you know, played played golf with Jim Brown and Lawrence Taylor and James Woods. I'm like, well, that's got to be the craziest foursome you've ever played with. And he's like, it is the craziest foursome I've ever played with. But I've had a crazier twosome. Like, oh, yeah, what was the crazier twosome? It's like, well, Bill Clinton invited me to sleep at the White House when Hillary was out of town, and we hung out, and then we got in the limo, and he wanted Subway, so we got Subway, and then the Secret Service closed down the course for us, and me and Bill Clinton played one-on-one. What? Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> what a life. What a life. Like, that's just... A story like if if that happens to you or me, it's like chapter one, two, and three of the book that no one wants to publish. It happens to Dennis Quaid, and it's just an anecdote that he kind of forgot about.
2: Yeah, until you <laughs> remind him. Yeah, yeah. He's like, "Well, I guess I had a cooler twosome." There That's- was that one time when yeah. totally ridiculous. I got you. Like, like let's let's go back to this sentence, okay? Yeah. Because the cool part is, I was invited to stay at the White House. <laughs> While Hillary was out of town,
1: yeah, Bill just wanted a companion that he was allowed to have. Like I don't know, like it was yeah, that's just, a good point. It was, just, it, was it was insane. Uh, these the lives of these guys. Uh, Nance told us a similar story of like Brady. It was it was, Br- it was like two presidents, wasn't it? Wasn't it Clinton and Bush? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was Clinton. Right, because he because he's tight with H W, and. HW and Bill were doing I think it was hurricane relief and Nance was MCing an event for him and they said when we we we'd like to we'd like to golf together can you find a fourth and the, the they were playing a course out in um out in uh in the Boston area in the Massachusetts area it's like, we got a reservation. I think it was at Brookline, actually, which is where the PGA Championship is going to be held, uh, or the U.S. Open. Is it where Theo's from? Like Yeah, around that yeah, area? yeah where, the, where the U.S. Open's going to be. Uh, they were playing at Brookline, and H.W. asked Nance to fill out the fourth member of the foursome. He's like, well, I could call Brady. And H.W. said, do you think Brady would want to play with us? With two presidents. And Brady said yes. So the foursome was Jim Nance, Tom Brady... George Bush Sr. and Bill Clinton. Like, didn't he? Ha- wasn't <laughs> it a, a Peyton's place where
2: it's Tom and Peyton at Nance's house?
1: Yeah, Nance. Well, Nance's house is and it legendary. Has, and it has a replica of Pebble Beach. He told Mac and I the story of the backyard The because the water bill was 10 G's a month. So he took out the grass and put in turf. And then when he did that, he put in the replica of the seventh hole at Pebble and he did it to size, and someone at, I think it was Wilson was the manufacturer, one of the golf ball manufacturers, got him, so like the 7th the at Pebble, I don't know what it is, say, say it's 150 yards. Uh, his hole's like 60 yards, and so they made him golf balls that fly like 38% of distance. So you they're real golf balls that you can hit with real clubs and take real swings. But if you hit your 7 iron 174 yards, if you hit a Jim Nance golf ball in his backyard, it'll go like 88 yards. Because that's calculated to scale for Nance's backyard. Jeez. Insane. Must be nice. He has the he has the the wired speakers out there where he can just track one is the the Masters music, the theme, so he just when he puts on the Bluetooth, that's amazing. Isn't that incredible? It's incredible. It's really amazing. Yeah, the guy's got the greatest life ever. He almost lived here. He told the story. He almost he, he when he in got this the, building. No, not, not in this building. Uh, when he got the job, they were like, "You can do it from anywhere." Uh, the number one CVS job, and he was like, "Well, Chicago, two airports, easier Mid- for easier for Midway travel
2: through, yeah, yeah."
1: And so he said he was like looking at houses on the North Shore, and then
2: from Wakanda, Illinois.
1: <laughs> And then he was like, "Well, I mean, <laughs> you'll literally let me do it from anywhere, okay?" Pebble Beach.
2: Yeah, that's, that's a, <laughs> all right. Pebble Beach.
1: That's a good idea. Pebble Beach, San Diego. Yeah, Ooh, Miami. Yeah, that might work. Uh, so today, Speaks will be back around four o'clock. My white whale, Joaquim Noah. He's on the show. Recorded this morning. Sweet. Yeah, Bet Rivers hooked it up. Did fifteen minutes with him. Gonna play it. That's it,
2: always good when you get that.
1: It was awesome. It was it was really cool. Uh, really fresh off a trip to spreading, uh, like trying to grow a basketball league in Africa with Great. with Luol Deng. Uh, talk finals. Talk Bulls. Talk some stuff that I'd wanted to ask him for a long time. Very cool. Uh, so Joe Kim Noah at three. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did y'all talk. wheat? no. What I know. Next time. Next time. I I know. I. Didn't you blew it! I didn't know. You blew it. Am I gonna mess up my Bet Rivers money or his Bet Rivers money? It's legal. I know. I didn't talk weed with Joe. I really should have. If you get another chance. I will get another chance. I will I do want to ask you about the picture in the head shop. Okay. You remember the picture in yes. the head shop that <laughs> went around like it's like, did you think you were not gonna make your way into the internet? You're seven feet tall and your hair looked like that. Uh <laughs> But uh yeah. And I wouldn't lead with that? No, that's I know, I know. Well, that's why I didn't lead with it today. Um, but it was good. And so we'll talk about last night's White Sox game, where blame goes. I saw Top Gun last night. And I mean, I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. But right. I'm admittedly a meatball for the original. That's too. okay. Yeah. If, yeah. I
2: mean, you can be a meatball for it and then walk in there and be like, this is trash. No, no, no. It's I'll, we'll
1: do it, but it, it's exactly what you want it to be. Okay, good. Yeah, it's yeah.
2: on my list of things to do this
1: week. You'll love Did you like the original? Oh, yeah. Oh, then you'll love it. Big time. Okay. Right. Let me know when you see it. Even if we don't have a transition the next day, want your text thoughts. All right. It was great. Not a problem. It was great. Uh, but yeah, that's the show. Sounds like a show. Danny, I'll see you tomorrow. All right, buddy. That's Lawrence Holmes. Tanny's open, kicks us off. Parkinson Spiegel on the score.